Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back, everyone. My bestie's back from Norway. Hey. What's going on? <laughs> Not much. Jet lagged and... Yeah, how are you feeling? Good. I mean, it was, it, you know, we're a team no sleep whenever we're <laughs> on, on location at these events. So I'm like trying to recover a little bit, but... It's all good. It's all good. I've never been to Norway. Uh, all I think of uh, when it comes to Norway is the chef on the Muppets. I feel like everybody's walking around going hurdy gurdy birdy. Like I don't know how they it's talk there, Swedish. but I don't know. It's just Swedish how I imagine it. That's how it's I imagine it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. There was first of all, there were a lot of Swedish people there, and second of all, it's basically the same thing. You're totally right. Yeah. And now the entire country of Norway hates me. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> we're slowly getting the rest of the world. Yeah, the rest you know, of the world one, there country at a time no it was it was great it's it's fucking beautiful out there um i don't mind the cold because i live in new england so i'm used to it anyway it's like just about as cold uh over there as it is over here this time of year typically and um also was sweet logan and i got in a day early so we got to like hang out in the city and some of the event organizers took us around and showed us some sites took us to work out and it's always really cool like being in a city and getting a tour from the locals Cause you just feel like you, I don't know. You feel like you like have a better sense of the thing. You just don't want to like Google it and be like, cool things to do wherever. Right. And I feel like an asshole tourist doing all the shitty things. Why do you think everybody over there is so beautiful? Is it the non-polluted air or uh, annoying? (laughs) Stop being so gorgeous. Everyone. What the fuck? I know it's ridiculous. That's why I could never go there. I would stand out like an ugly sore thumb. Oh my God. I did too. Like in the mornings when we would get ready to, you know, be on the broadcast or on the floor or whatever. <clears throat> I always think the guys have it so easy. Cause our call times are typically pretty early. Actually last weekend they were not too early, but typically they're pretty early and the guys have it so easy. Cause they just roll out of bed. And I'm like, this shit takes me forever to get looking nice enough to be on camera like i did not wake up like this not even a little bit it's so annoying and then you know couple that with a country full of people who just roll out of bed beautiful every fucking day it's like great i know it's outrageous it's it's got to be like the beautiful non-polluted air the spring water that just Uh rolls through the mountains Uh i just imagine you know in the springtime they just frolic through green grass like sound of music i think that's i think that's accurate you know what's crazy their their tap water is um like cleaner than bottled water like nobody there purchases bottled water and they think if they see someone like walking around with bottled water they think it's like funny and stupid like that person must be a tourist wow i only live like uh three hours from michigan you could just go up there and drink yourself to death just yeah. straight, straight out of the tap it's absolutely great. absolutely if you want to you want to you want to go that way <laughs> hashtag murka <laughs> so it was cool we were just like we wow. brought our our water bottles and we we're filling them in sinks everywhere and it was amazing wow. i want to go back i want to go back and actually spend time so unfortunately when we were on the ski mountain um where the event was held in ghoul i've been calling it gall for weeks because i'm that dumb american right but in ghoul at the Sturfjell resort um we unfortunately were like inside for three days. So we got out to like see it for like a second or two, but I would love to go back and spend time and actually like, you know, go skiing or attempt ski. <laughs> you, did, you didn't do any, you didn't do like the dog sled. I saw so, Justin did the dog oh sled. God, I, so this breaks my heart to even say out loud. Cause by the time I found out I could do the dog sled, the only time I could go would have been at like 5am before the Sunday morning broadcast started. And it, the, I wouldn't have been able to see anything. It's just pitch black at that point. I didn't even know it was an option. No one told me. 
I can't believe I couldn't do the dog sledding. Oh. Dogs are my favorite thing on the planet. I know it looked awesome. I saw Justin did it and oh. you know, saw his video. Like it looked really cool. It probably was. Thanks. Oh, well, I know, but the comp was great. <laughs> yeah, It looked fun. So let's, yeah, yeah let's, let's talk about it. So yeah. uh, winners, losers, how'd it go? Losers. No, Um, let's start with the losers. Screw those guys. No, it it went really well. Um, from, uh, from just like a media perspective, we really hit our stride after day one. We always have complications on the media team. Like we always, it's always a learning curve when it's like, you know, the same people always work together on the broadcast on the, I hate saying this word, but on the talent side, quote unquote, like air quotes, we the people who are on the air, we work together really well and we know what we need. And then we are constantly paired with like new broadcast agencies that are typically local to the event that we work. So it's always a little bit of a learning curve on day one, but we really hit our stride on day two and three. And um, I think changed up a lot of things and, and made the broadcast go more smoothly. So if you watch the broadcast, uh, you know, just watch day three, <laughs> just watch the third day. Um, and then in terms of the athletes, I mean, killer performances, awesome programming. Programming was done by Phil Hesketh, um, who has his own, you know, experience as a games athlete to lean on. Um, and it was, I thought, a really solid test of fitness, very similar structure to regionals programming, games programming that we've seen in the past. Um, and I liked it a lot. And the athletes did a, a run up the ski slope, Ooh. like a, like in a the run. Snow? In the snow, in the in like a blizzard. <laughs> in, yeah, in like, no. I mean, up a slope. Like at some points, they were like hands and feet, like crawling up. Really, sl- it was cool. It was that's, awesome. That's ridiculous. I don't even run on paved roads. I know. Coach made us run hundred meters uh, sprints today in our warm up. I'm like, no, no, sorry, it's Thanks under fifty now. degrees. I'm going to be inside. If you need me, just let me know when they're done. <laughs> Screw that. I'm not running in the snow. Come on. I thought, it was cool. I thought it was cool to like take advantage of that area. You know, like in Dubai, they run in the sand. Whenever we were in SoCal, people, they would swim in the ocean. In Miami, they swim. Like it was cool. We were out in the, in the snow. Yeah, that is actually cool. I'm making yeah. fun, but that, that does sound pretty cool. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but it sounds fun to watch. Yeah, exactly how I felt. But that's how I feel about CrossFit competitions in general. Like I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> But that's it's how cool I feel to about, watch you guys do it. That's how I feel about CrossFit workouts in general. Forget <laughs> the forget competitions. I'd rather just sit around and watch. It's a yeah. lot more fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and the athletes were, were phenomenal. I mean, they worked so hard. I think if you looked at the roster going into it, there might have been a little bit of like, I don't want to say disappointed appointment, but like maybe like a lack of excitement because maybe the top 10 names at games weren't there. And so I think maybe a lot of people were like, Oh, I don't really know if I'm going to like pay attention to this, but it's totally worth a watch. Uh, some of the events were killer and so fun. And those athletes are honestly some of the best across Europe. And as games in our season and our sport in general continues to evolve, I think you're going to see a lot more of those names start to creep up into the top of the leaderboard because these people are getting good and CrossFit is becoming more and more global with every sanctioned event and every year that we change the structure. So um, a lot of some team athletes that we've seen in the past uh, went individual and uh, some individual athletes have already like earned their spot. Like, um, Gabby Magala, who won for the girls, is a national champion of Poland, um, and she's just such an incredible athlete. So, like, there were really good athletes there. Even if you don't, if you see the leaderboard and you don't recognize all the names, I guarantee you're like, oh, I actually I do know that person, or like, oh, that person was on that really good team. Like, 
is cool. And um, Griffin Raleigh, who won for the guys, it was ridiculous. I'm going to wait. I'm going to look up the front squat he did and do some quick math. Yeah, I talked talk to him, actually. He f- I followed him for, um, gosh, almost two years now. He's CrossFit Thor. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we've exchanged messages before, but like, you know, never anything big. And then after you had messaged me and told me you won, I just shot him a quick message and said, Hey, great, you know, really great job. So we talked yeah. for just a brief second, but yeah, he's a solid, he's a really, really solid athlete. Um, you know, it's funny. I was t- actually talking to Spencer about this today where he was kind of lamenting that he didn't make the trip to Norway, you know, like it's cause it, but it's such an expensive trip. Like it's hard. That's what's hard for a lot of oh, these, yeah, I know. you know, these athletes in the States, you know, these guys are in their young twenties and their early twenties and, and uh, you know, they're running a gym. So, you know, scraping together five grand to go take a trip that you may yeah. or may not win is it's a big gamble, you know? And we we're, but what we were talking about is how far the spark, the sports come. He's like, you know, I think I would have been really competitive there. I'm like, yeah, you oh, would yeah, totally I'm like, I'm like you absolutely would have, but you know, the sports come so far. If you look back, you know, like 2011 um, till today, like the athletes competing in Norway are so much better than the actual games athletes back in 2011. Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. and, and, and those same athletes have come up. Like my point to him is like 2011, we're talking about his brother. I'm like 2011 Scott Panchek is nothing compared to 2020 Scott Panchek. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They're not he's even so the same older. athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And even like just in comparison to even the great athletes in the field, like he's kind of pushing it now. Yeah. So, you know, you look at these guys that, you know, most people don't know their names. Like I don't know most of these people's names on the leaderboard, but you know, they're all so much better than, than even five years ago. It's just amazing how far the sports come in that regard. So listen to this. So one of the events was a three rep max front squat from the ground, which I thought was a awesome event, an awesome test. So Griffin, and I'll send you this video so you can post it. He pulled 165 kilos like it was his warm up weight. <laughs> like it was not, like it was a fucking empty bar. Let me do math for you. That is 363 pounds. Wow, that's more than I deadlift usually. I mean, I can I deadlift like, more than that, but not much more than that. I had to pick my jaw up off the ground. It was insane. It was insane watching him move that weight. It was so cool. And this is the other cool thing. So he won that event. He obviously won a whole bunch of other events and did really well across the board, except he came in dead fucking last in the run. <laughs> That's impressive, though, to, to, to come in last in an event in a competition and still, and win, still win the overall competition. Yeah. And he's um, been gracious enough to agree to come on the podcast. So we'll talk to him maybe next week about, you know, his road to the games and, and everything he's been through because he was sort of at the center of the drama when it came to the rogue invitational stuff that we talked about on our last episode. He was like second in the online qualifier. And then after they doled out all of those um, penalties, he didn't even make it at all. Well, so, props to him though. Like you keep seeing, yeah. you know, we keep seeing that um, in other sanctionals where, you know, like even the open where people will dominate a online competition and then, they get in a live competition and they stink up the joint. So good for him. Like, yeah. you know, he gets kicked out of the rogue, which I know is disappointing for him, yeah. but to come back and win this is big validation for how good he is. So I think congratulations. so. You know? Yeah, I think so. And also just like mentally to go through that disappointment and then to, you know, pull yourself up and, and get to competition, I think is, is pretty big. He, he also has great hair. I mean, it is great. And right? you, know, you know, I love a ginge. Yeah. It's my favorite. He's like a Viking ginch. Completely. I mean, come on. Like of all 
the names you could get on Instagram. He snagged CrossFit Thor. I mean, and how ballsy is that? You got to be a badass, you know? Entirely appropriate. Yeah. I mean, you take a name like Thor for your Instagram name, you better be able to back it up. Oh, and he yeah. did. So, you know, again, big props to him, man. Like, big Thor Ginge. That's the big best. Big Thor Ginge. <laughs> His new hashtag is Big Thor. I'm going I'm to put that on a shirt for him. We'll make it for the games. Oh my God. Do you want to hear something really funny? So his, his last name is spelled, um, what is it? R O E L L E or something like that. Yep. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, and he, that, so it, what does it look? It looks like roll looks like ro- ro- royally, like whatever, like right. it doesn't look like Raleigh. And for years we've been fucking up his name on the broadcast on the floor because it's just complicated and we have a million names to remember and we fuck it up. We fuck them up. It is what it is. Um, But his in particular, because we've now known him on the, in the competition scene for the last few years. And I butchered his name royally in Dubai when I had to like, I was like forced to MC a couple heats and I don't MC and I'm abysmal at MCing and I had to find it out live in a stadium full of people. Uh, we all called him Griffin Roll for a long time. So now we know his name and we totally have it down pat, except for some reason on the broadcast, we still kept fucking it up. And Mads like three times in a row called him Justin Royal. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it just happens. Like there's too much going on and you're trying to follow the things and the technical issues in the background and people are screaming into your ears. So he just like kept calling him Justin Royal by accident. And now I think they're his like fan club at home is making him t-shirts that say Justin Royal. Nice. Well, have to remind me, we'll have to make sure we call him that on the podcast. Please I welcome Justin Royal. I, we have to. I, I want one of those shirts so bad. <laughs> I, I will say it's a nice change of pace to see somebody um, win a sanctional that hadn't already qualified for the games. Like I'm kind of getting annoyed at these sanctionals yes. and they're like, Oh, the person who came in eighth, just qualified for the games. I'm like, who the hell is that? Like what's going on? Like, I just, I can't keep up with all these sub rules to qualify. No, I agree. It was now on the women's side, Gabriella Magali, is that how she pronounces it? She won. Gabriella Migala. She won, but she had already qualified. You said she was a national champion of Poland. So who qualified through this? Her name, ready for this? <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Sanavenanian. I don't know if I did that right. So she finished third, right? Yes, correct. Good for her. Yeah. She crushed, man. She did a really, really great job. And she um, she had just won a huge, so she's from Finland, and she had just won a huge event in Finland two weeks ago called the Winter War. And so first of all, super impressive, like back-to-back wins in big events that were local to her. Um, and second of all, like super, just like strong as performance the entire weekend across, across the board against women who were stacked. So, so fit. Um, because the girl who came in second is the girl who punched her ticket at filthy one fifty. Okay. Yeah. So, and- Andrea Solberg. Is that who it is? On Andrea Solberg. Andrea, okay, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going with the American version. I don't know. I can't. I can't keep up with all of it. Yeah, I'm but, probably uh, butchering these names, even trying to not. So there you go. <laughs> that was really, the hardest part. This is really cool for me, though. Like to see all these. You know, it's not the familiar names that's out there. So I'll be interested to see how they do when they get to the games. And I'm, you know, I'm sure they're all going to do. You know, probably a few more comps between now and and games time. So it'll be interesting to see how they do comparatively. Mm-hmm. This week I've got uh, Wadapalooza, so we'll see all the big names down there. So it'll that'll be uh, that'll be weird for me. I'm not Are you used to so excited. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to get that way. Starting to yeah. st- starting to get excited. I don't know. It's like it's 
it's kind of weird, you know, like I'm around the twins all the time and they've been training like crazy for this thing. So I'm like kind of watching them firsthand, preparing for it and, and actually doing, you know, some of the uh, early events, like, you know, Sachs was doing the overhead lunges yesterday, I guess is in one of the events coming up and I'm watching him do it. I'm like, Jesus, he's overhead lunging more than I like to actually squat, you know? And so I, it's kind of like a weird perspective to see these guys that are really, really talented doing it. And then, uh, you know, against us, just mere mortals in the same gym at the same time. So, <laughs> but it will be interesting then to see them going up against the best of the best. Like it's one thing to see them just like blow it out against us normal people, but then, you know, you put them on the floor with the Noah Olsons of the world and you know, the dynamic is completely different. So completely. So yeah, so I'm excited in that regard and I've never been to Miami. So, Oh, it's so fun. You're going to have a blast. I hear that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what kind of trouble I can get into, but. Oh, there's a lot. I know, oh, but unfortunately God. I got, I got to be at work. I have to be at work Monday morning, so I can't even go to the after parties. That's that what sucks. That is such an amateur move. It's not my fault. No, it's blame, not. blame the company that pays my mortgage. Dude, you know, that's rough. I know. I, matter of fact, I saw the ad today or the, just in my story from Aaron. Fit eight after party till 6 a.m. And I'm like, my flight's at 7 a.m. And I got to be in Boston and at work by noon. You should go and just stay up. Yeah. That after party is so much fun. I've never left a club when the sun was coming up before in my life. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'd I'd love to, but rolling into Boston smelling like (laughs) fit eight and tequila is probably not a good. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, all right. I'd tell him, I have to tell my boss, listen, first of all, it was health drinks. So yeah, so healthy. Yeah, these are healthy drinks. It was a, as a, what they, what they call them at the games. Was that a fitterita? Is that what they called it? I don't know. It wasn't that the name. That sounds right. It was something like that. I don't know. <laughs> a oh, they were so good. I had so many. <laughs> I was pounding those things. Yeah, I can't. They were good. You use a fit eight, it was a great recipe. You use tequila. And Fit Eight Zero and a little bit of stevia because Fit Eight Zero kind of tastes like pineapple, so it's like a pineapple margarita. Mm. Is kind of what it tasted like. It was really good. That sounds good. Yeah, it's delish. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one. It's at a it's at a club that's also a strip club. I've never seen anywhere like it in my life, but it's so Miami. It's like the most Miami thing ever. If oh. if you're if you're going. You should pop in just to see. It's open 24 hours. No, it starts at like 11 p.m. And if no, I, this if I place show is open 24 hours, I know, but look, if I show up at this party, I'm going to stay at the party and then I'm going to roll in. I'm going to roll into work hungover and covered in glitter and <laughs> nothing good comes That's from you're that. You're describing every Monday morning of mine. Yeah. I wish that was my, <laughs> I wish that was my Monday mornings, but. No, so I'll be a good boy Sunday night, but uh, the rest of the weekend will be fun. Oh, so fun. It's such a great event and it's so like wide open to the community. Like <clears throat> there's the biggest names in the world, but it feels very intimate because the there's three different stages. And as they rotate between stages, like you get a different vibe from each one of them and you feel really close to them. Like you're almost close to the floor, you're on the floor and it's it's fun. And then every division that they offer just creates a new opportunity for people to step out onto the same exact competition floor as the elite athletes, which is fucking cool. It was the same in Norway. Like there were um, so many master's divisions and also a community division where it was basically like a more intermediate level, everything. And I just, I love that competitions are moving in that direction because you open up the opportunity for people to feel like 
not only like they're part of the community because we talk about that a lot, but you feel like a superstar. Like if you've never had your name announced on a big competition floor, even if you're a scaled athlete, even if you don't think you can do it, even if you're in the masters, like whatever, like you feel like a fucking rock star. It's the coolest thing. It's only happened to me once when I got roped into being at um, Winter Classic. <laughs> and I've worked this scene forever and I've never given a shit about like actually competing because I'm retired from all that. But when I sat down on the competition floor and heard Mike and Larry calling my name, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. It's well, it has, so fun. It has been weird as I've been, um, you know, kind of messaging people. Like I'll put some from my story and say, who was excited about Wadapalooza. And, you know, I follow a ton of people. And usually I, I follow people that follow me or I've had interactions with. And just, you know, a lot of the, most of them aren't quote unquote games athletes, you know, or just mm-hmm. our athletes, even they're just like normal CrossFitters. And I can't tell you how many have messaged go, yeah, I can't wait to compete. And I'm sitting there going compete. Like what the hell? And then it occurred to me exactly what you said. Like they're in yeah. all these scale divisions and you know, they're not the elite, whatever they call the other besides elite. Um, like you know, inter- there's RX and intermediate at some of them. And then there's like community divisions at some of them. It depends on the event. Yeah, there's teams. I think next year I'm going to, I'm going to try to sponsor a team. Swear to God. Like I'm going to make shirts for them, the whole deal. Yes. Oh my God. So fun. I know. I should have done that this year. I was, I, when I was talking to Spence today, we we're talking about that trip. I'm like, I should sponsor an athlete to like go to one of these events and just put them in all my gear and, you yeah. know, send them to Norway. But then I'm like, that's a lot of money. I could just <laughs> go to Wadapalooza and take a couple of dozen shirts. And for 200 bucks, I could have three or four teams out there wearing my logo and it'd be fun to totally. watch. You know? Yeah, totally. I think I might get roped into doing like a community team of three thing for Asbury Park. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to be uh, there. I know. Well, so I'm I'm hoping to be there to work it because I worked it last year. It was so fun. But if for whatever reason that doesn't work out or if I can finagle both, I'm at least going to do the qualifier because it looks really fun. And I say that in a really masochistic way. <laughs> it looked really hard. Yeah, but we can we can podcast live from uh, from New Jersey because, you know, yeah. everyone wants to hear what's going on in New Jersey. Joyzy. Joyzy. It's a fun event. The it's dirty cool it's like on the beach and you can like hang out. That's the thing is like, and I know we've said this before. I go back and forth. There's definitely a downside to not having a standardized test. I miss regionals in that respect. That being said, on a completely different note, it is fucking cool that all of these sanctioned events are so different and capitalize on their location and capitalize on so many things that are unique to them. And that if you go to a couple of them, you get such different experiences. And I love that. Yeah, I but really neat. It is cool. Like uh, for those of you that have never been to Tennessee, I lived in Tennessee for a long period of time and the hills there are ridiculous. And so when... I saw that Rich was going to do that ruck mm-hmm. in, in the hills of Tennessee, which, you know, people like I'm in Ohio and uh, Tennessee is like mountains to us. And it really is mountains in, in most of the uh, state. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, that's going to be brutal. And now then Norway's like, all right, Rich, hold my beer. We're going to do it right. in the snow. <laughs> right. Up a ski slope. <laughs> yeah. We'll show you what a mountain looks like. Well, you but know. you know, Tennessee had its own thing again, like super unique to it. Cause I remember talking to Steph Chung about it and she was like, yeah, in the beginning you were kind of like trying to like run and be kind of dainty because there's just like cow pies everywhere. And then by like, you know, a few minutes in, you're like, ah, fuck it. And you're just like running through the shit and like putting your hands down and like using your hands to get over rocks and more fucking cow shit. And 
So it to you know to each his own. But that terrain there is has its own unique issues. <laughs> but it is cool though to get to see you know how people use the different environments. So I'll be interested to you know you've got West Coast Classic coming up, and you'll mm-hmm. have Asbury Park and mm-hmm. the Rogue event. Yep. Um, you know, so it will be interesting to see how they use not only the different um, climate, but even the weather. You totally. Know, like, like, you know, again, Norway with the snow and bitter cold, but, yep. you know, by the time, you know, Rogue runs or comes around, so Ohio, who the hell knows? It'll be in May. So totally. it, could, it could be 20 below or it could be a thousand degrees. Like last year it was hot as hell. Yeah. I feel the same way about Granite and especially with the new location this year in, in St. Paul instead of St. Cloud. Um that's going to be really interesting. And, and also like, yeah, what the fuck is that going to be like? <laughs> Weather-wise, no clue. Who knows? Well, you know, it's Minnesota. It's going to rain. You can virtually guarantee it. But I don't know. It's I just never think never rained that... when I've been there for granted. No? No. I love Minnesota. I, Granite is one of my favorite events. I'm excited about where all these uh, sanctionals are. I mean, truthfully, like I, I have yet to find a state in the in the United States that I don't have it found something about it I loved. And so I think it will be interesting to see um, what they do and how they use their kind of local communities and the local gyms coming Mm -hmm. out. Like Mm -hmm. that part's really cool. I, you know, I'm with you. I miss regionals, but this part has been kind of cool. Totally. And for anyone listening who has never considered being a part of one of these sanctioned events, I strongly encourage you to look out for whatever division you might fall into, whether it's community, elite, intermediate, RX, whatever, masters, teens, and give yourself the opportunity to get out there and be a part of it. Because no matter what you tell yourself, like, I'm just not fit enough. I'm not one of those athletes. I'm not whatever, whatever. The experience of being out there is something that you won't forget. That's all I'll say. You will not forget it. 100%. Well, I'm excited. I feel like I've got the good ones lined up. I mean, I, I'm a little disappointed I can't get to the West Coast Classic. That one's yeah, one. I know that one looks fun. I might put that on the list for next year. Yeah, but. totally. I know I am too. I'm disappointed about all the ones I can't go to, but I'm trying to reconcile in my mind that like I can't go to every event. Ah, you know, if, them. I think starting next week, it's like a sprint to the end. It's like basically one every single weekend until we get to games. By the way, you... game starts on my birthday this year. Oh, when's your birthday? July 29th. Mine's August 8th. We'll just have a party that whole week. Oh my God, we should. Yes. Also, I didn't know we were matching Leos. I know. Well, it's, it should not be a surprise to anyone. We're both Leos. I know. But... That's why we dangerous together, girl. I know. <laughs> You know, I'd just like to say, if we could get all of my followers to give us each a dollar, we could totally go to all of these. Well, yeah. And we could also quit our jobs. <laughs> I know. All right. So we're going to start a GoFundMe. One dollar for Nikki. One dollar for John. We'll go to all. We'll, and we'll just broadcast from all the sanctions. It'd be great. It'd be perfect. I don't know why we're not doing this. I don't know. That's the <laughs> next, that's the next, the next stage for the podcast and the, and the website. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's been, it's been a long day. I'm so tired. We had like the hardest, the hardest wad this afternoon. I've been busting my ass for Miami because I don't want to go out there and look like a fat ass. And so I, uh, I rolled in there early. My daughter has started going with me again. So it's me and my 16 year old. And so I roll in early so I can ride the C2 bike. So I ride the C2 bike for, for a 10 K, which is about 20 minutes roughly. And, uh, get off and I'm like, all right, it's time, you know, we're going to start. And then they have the, this hard ass warm up that felt like a workout probably because my legs were already tired, but I had running and 
and bear crawls. It was just stupid, totally stupid. Yeah. And then the the wad itself was 30, 20, 10 box jumps and um, hang dumbbell clean and jerks Okay. at, at 50 pounds for men. But you had to do okay. 10, 10 strict handstand pushups at the top of each round. Oh, nope. You had me right until you said that. <laughs> yeah. And so it was roughly about a 10 minute wad when it was yeah. all said and done. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it was bad enough. And then when that was over, we got like a three minute break. And then we have to do 50 sit-ups, 50 toes to rings, 50 sit-ups. No, I'm sorry, 25 toes to ring, 50 sit-ups. So toes to rings are brutal. <laughs> yeah, well, so here's my problem. So I've, I got pretty good core strength. So I do the 50 sit-ups real fast, like a minute, 10, maybe. And then I jump up on the rings to do the toes to ring. And I did the first 10. And I'm like, screw it. I don't want the, you know, they hang them real high at cliffside. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to jump up here again. So I'm just going to yeah. stay up here. So mm-hmm. I, just, I just did them unbroken, 25. Never done that before. I knew I could do it, but I didn't really want to. And so I come off the rings and I don't know if you've ever had this feeling where it feels like your stomach's about to explode, but I turn to somebody and I'm like, what does rhabdo feel like? You know, like <laughs> so, so then I go to do the next round of 50 sit-ups, and I like, I couldn't move. It was yeah. just, it was horrible. The whole, yeah. Yeah. whole thing only took like 420 something, but it was still like when it was done, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pee blood now. <laughs> Help me. I'm in danger. I know. Um, do you want to hear a, a cheater hack that someone told me while we were in Norway? And I, I don't know if it's true or not. So if someone, if someone tests this, can you please let us know if it's real? He said that um, it's a, it's a complete cheat move, but if you like are riding a C2 bike and you like, are like, man, this is really hard and really hot, whatever. And you take your shirt off and you drop it on the flywheel in front of you that it like doubles your uh, probably not calories. I think he was talking about like uh, meters or whatever. You're really, uh huh, uh huh. Wow. <laughs> it like traps the air. There's basically no like intake of air, so it like tracks it differently or like, yeah, that's what he said. I what if like, that works on the rower too? I'm gonna totally try. I mean, I'll have to bring an extra shirt because there's no chance I'm taking my shirt off. But <laughs> well, but then you can't be casual sneaky about it. I know, right? They're like, why did John bring a quilt? That's weird. So weird. Uh, it was funny. This the, he, this guy was telling me this story because it was like him and a buddy and his buddy's girlfriend. And they were doing like a 5,000 meter bike for time or something. And he took his shirt off and like dropped it on the girlfriend's bike because he wanted the, he wanted to like shit on the guy. So they were like wow. looking at like how far and how fast they were going. And by the end, like she finished like in half the time of her like super fit boyfriend. And it was just funny for him to be like, Oh man, like your girlfriend's so much better than you. So in the context of the story, it wasn't like a shitty cheater move, but I'm sure. All right. All right. So we need, here's what we need. We need someone to that's listening to this to go test it. Yeah, I want to know. I don't yeah. have those bikes at the gym, so I can't. I'd ask if it worked on the assault bike, I would do it. But yeah, so somebody go do this, get on a C2 bike, test it, take a photo, and DM it to me, and I'll send you a patch or a sticker or something for your troubles. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll send you something. I don't know what. I don't have your t shirts right now, but as soon as I get some, I'll send you one. How about that? Perfect. Yeah. And then we'll find out, but it's got to be a legit time. So, like, you know, like I'm, I'm a de- I'm decent on the bike. I don't think I'm great at it, but I'm decent. So, like, you know, a, a 5k takes 10 minutes roughly so okay. it needs to say like 5k five minutes, five minutes. or or yeah. seven minutes like it'll have to like be, yeah, be a ridiculous gap between what a normal human can do and <laughs> all right that's yeah i would just love to know if it works i want to know if it works yeah
If you see any games athletes dropping their shirts on the flywheel, <laughs> when it gets to July, then you'll know they listen to the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, make pods great again, indicted on games profiteering <laughs> yeah, I somehow. I just keep getting myself into trouble. <laughs> I know. Between all of Canada hating you and then you're going to get banned at the games. It's going to be Damn awesome. It. Damn it. Canada will love you again at some point. Someday. Someday they'll forget when I quit talking about it, which will be never. <laughs> which will be never. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, well. Oh, I'll make sure when I see Pat this weekend, I bring it up just so he, he remembers that you hate him. Great. Great. Be good. Super excited. I don't think he listens to this podcast. Yeah, but he fall. He knows who I am. So we'll we'll chat. All right. You're welcome. Tell him I say hi. Tell right. everyone in Miami I say hi. I'm going to. I wish you were going. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Oh, next time. All right, my dear. We'll go get some rest. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. I, I gotta pack. So I'm, I'm leaving Thursday morning. So we'll go get packed and get ready to go. And then uh so coming up for everyone listening, either because I'm assuming somebody's listening at this point, uh, we've got Chris Henshaw coming up which is yes. cool. And uh, Jacob Hepner is coming wow. up right, right after Wadapalooza. And then after that, I don't know who else is coming up. We'll get well, Griffin Raleigh is going to come on Griffin Raleigh. So we have a, another sanctional winner. So yeah, those are the next three. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's uh, I think it's a good lineup. So, uh, so yeah. So everyone listen. So that was a horrible, that was, <laughs> so, so, so that was a, what a shitty, what a shitty sign off. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Nikki, have fun. I will talk to you after Wadapalooza. For everyone listening, thank you for listening. We'll look forward to uh, the next few shows with you, and we will talk to you all soon.